Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Welcome to Reading Bug Adventures, created, written, and produced by The Reading Bug, our family-owned children's bookstore in Northern California. I sure hope you're ready for another exciting adventure today. I know I am. I have a feeling that today's adventure will be out of this world. Remember to subscribe to our podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are heard so you can listen to new episodes as soon as they're released. And to learn more about us and discover more reading adventures, visit thereadingbug.com. The Reading Bug also offers a subscription box service. For a monthly delivery of books, handpicked by our team and delivered to your doorstep, visit readingbugbox.com. Finally, if you love listening to Reading Bug Adventures, please help us spread the word. Tell your friends, write a review of our podcast, or share on social media to help us grow our audience and keep creating special adventures together. Thank you for listening and for your help. Okay, reader, let's flap our bug wings and fly. It's time for a reading bug adventure. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip. both got here at exactly the same time today. It's so good to see you again. I've been looking forward to our adventure all week. I can hardly wait. How about you? And oh, who is this with you, Reading Bug? It looks like you brought another friend with you today. He's awfully cute and colorful. Look, Reader, the Reading Bug's friend doesn't look like any creature I've ever seen. He's pretty small, but not as small as the Reading Bug, just about one foot tall. And he's bright green, from his head to his toes. Look closer, reader. On the top of his little green head, he has two ears that look like short little antenna popping up on either side. He's also wearing a clean white jumpsuit with a big sparkly red star right there on his belly. You know, reading bug, if I didn't know better, I'd say your friend is a space alien. But that can't be right. There's no such thing as a space alien, is there? Who is this little guy? Lauren, you're not going to believe this, but your first guess was right. My friend 
is a space alien. It's the strangest story. Two nights ago, I was reading a book called Your Alien by Tammy Sauer, and when I woke up, this bright green guy was standing over my leaf bed, staring down at me, and he's been following me around ever since. Well, you know that any friend of the reading bugs is a friend of mine, of course. Hello there, little guy. My name is Lauren. What's your name? Lumi, Lumi, Lumi. Oh, hi, Lumi. That's not a name I've ever heard before. Can you tell me where you're from? Lumi, Lumi, Lumi. Hmm. I don't understand. Reading bug, why isn't Lumi answering me? Oh, Lumi doesn't talk, or at least I don't think he can speak English. As far as I can tell, the only thing he says is Lumi over and over and over and over again. Lumi. He's from the moon, and I think he really wants to go home. So I promised him that we'd help him get there. Lumi. What do you think, Lauren? Reader, can we help? Wait, reading bug. If Lumi can't talk, how do you know where he's from? Well, you see, last night when the moon rose in the sky, Lumi looked up, flapped his arms like this, and pointed right at it. I don't think he wanted me to see, but he wiped a few tears from his eyes too. I'm sure he was telling me that he wanted to go back home to the moon. Well then, Lumi, you're in luck, little guy. If anyone can get you back to the moon, the reading bug can. Lumi. Every week, the reading bug takes us on a magical adventure using her book bag and our imaginations. We've never traveled as far away as the moon together, but I bet the reading bug's book bag could do it, don't you? Lumi. Reader, can you believe it? It looks like our adventure has already started. It started the minute we met Lumi. Just like our other adventures, the reading bug is going to take us on an exciting trip to whatever time or place is in the books she's carrying in her book bag. She already told us about Your Alien by Tammy Sauer, so I bet we can guess where we'll all be going together today. Lumi, Lumi, Lumi! That's right. We're going to outer space today to get Lumi back home to his family. Reader, I've been doing a lot of reading to prepare for our space mission. My book bag is chock full of books about space. I brought Destination Space by Seymour Simon, Go for a Lift Off: How to Train Like an Astronaut by Dr. Dave Williams, Let's Investigate with Nate Two: The Solar System by Nate Ball, In Focus Space by Raman Prinja, and Cosmic Catastrophes by David Aguilar. Oh my goodness! Reading bug, I am so excited about this trip. I don't think I've told you this before, but I have always dreamed about being an astronaut and traveling through space. But won't it be dangerous for us to travel to the moon on our own? You know, I thought about that, Lauren, and I agree. Space can be very dangerous. So I invited Alara Page, a member of the NASA Astronaut Corps, based at Lyndon B. Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas, to be our space guide today. She should be arriving any minute now. Alara will go with us on our adventure today to help keep us safe. Here I am. I'm here, reading bug. Traveling by plane and car is so congested compared to space travel. I can never seem to avoid the traffic. I even left early today, but I got stuck in traffic anyway. Don't worry, though. I finally made it. I'm here. Hi there, Lauren. Reader, my name is Alara Page. It's wonderful to meet you. I am so excited to be your space guide today as we head out of this world and into outer space together. 
This is a fantastic opportunity for me, since NASA, which is the short name for the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, doesn't expect to send any astronauts into orbit until at least 2021. When I was a girl, I read books about the first astronauts to land on the moon, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, and it has been a dream of mine to visit ever since. It's the reason I became an astronaut in the first place. And here's a fun fact. Did you know that I was named for a moon? Alara is the name of one of our neighboring planet Jupiter's 69 moons. Wait, did you say 69 moons? No, me. Our planet Earth has only one moon. Why does Jupiter need so many? And while we're on the subject of moons, what's the difference between a planet and a moon anyway? Do you know, reader? Oh, I know, Lauren, in the book, The Planets in Our Solar System by Franklin Branley, it says that planets revolve or circle around stars. Our planet Earth revolves around the sun, which is a star. Moons, on the other hand, don't revolve around stars. They revolve around planets. That's right, reading bug. Lots of times, several planets circle a single star. Do you know how many planets revolve around our sun? Yes, it's eight. The book National Geographic Kids, Planets, by Elizabeth Carney, lists all of the planets from the closest to the furthest away from the sun. Let's see if I can find it. Yes, here it is. Number one, the closest planet to the sun is Mercury. Mercury is only a little bit bigger than our moon. Number two is Venus. Even though it's a planet, not a star, Venus is the brightest object in the sky, other than the moon. It's so bright because the thick clouds that cover it reflect most of the sunlight that reaches it back into space. Number three is our planet Earth. Number four is Mars. It's sometimes called the red planet because rust in the soil makes it shine with a reddish or orange color. Number five is Jupiter. It's the biggest planet in our solar system more than twice as big as all of the other planets combined. Saturn is the sixth planet in our solar system. It's called the ringed planet because it has the most extensive ring system around it. These rings are made almost entirely out of ice. Number seven is Uranus. While all the other planets spin like tops around the sun, Uranus lies on its side. In the book, Professor Astrocrat's Solar System by Dr. Dominic Wallimer and Ben Newman, it says that scientists believe that there are millions of diamonds floating in the center of the planet. But to get to them, you would have to pass through a boiling hot ocean. I don't think I would want to try that. Finally, the eighth planet is Neptune. There's methane gas in Neptune's atmosphere that absorbs red light and that's what gives the planet its beautiful blue color. Neptune's blue color is why it's named after the Greek god of the sea, Neptune. I can't wait to get our adventure started. But before we go, I'd love to make sure my whole body is stretched out and ready for the excitement that waits for us. Why don't we all stretch together, reader? That's it. Everybody stand up, unless you're buckled into your car seat, and wiggle our fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great. Now, stretch your arms up high over your head. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and 
wiggle your toes, swing your arms from side to side. Let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side. Now we're ready to go. Thanks for those stretches, Lauren. They really helped. My fellow astronauts and I stretch out for big missions, too. Remember, everyone, exploring space is one of the coolest jobs on or off the planet. But before we begin our mission, we need to make sure that we are in top physical condition. So I'd like all of you to join me in a mini workout. That means you, too, Lumi. Lumi, Lumi! First, unless you're buckled in a seatbelt, I'd like all of you to do 10 jumping jacks. Jump up and down. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Great job. Now let's touch our hands to our toes without bending our knees ten times again. One, two, three, four, five, Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Finally, let's lie down on our backs, put our hands behind our head, and do ten sit-ups. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Great job, reader. And you too, Lumi. Now, before we head to the moon together, I hope you remember to bring some paper and crayons with you. We surely won't be able to find any extras in outer space. On our adventures, we get to draw our own illustrations or pictures. Pictures are how we retell the story of our adventures once we've returned. And this story is going to be spectacular for sure. As we travel through space today, you can decide what you want to draw capturing the most important parts of our space mission for your friends and family to see when we're done. You can draw anything you want and create a story that's all your own. At the end of today's mission, we'll take some time to draw the pictures that are in our imaginations. Okay, is everyone ready to blast into space? Look, the reading bug is opening up her book bag. This time, it's growing in size, bigger and bigger and bigger. It's stretching out changing shape and getting taller. <gasps> Why look, reader, it's turning into a spaceship right in front of our eyes. Look carefully. Our book bag spaceship has three tall rocket jets that will create the power to lift us out of the Earth's atmosphere and into space. And there, at the very tippy top of the spacecraft that we'll be flying in, it's called the command module. The Apollo 11 spacecraft that took the first astronauts to the moon also had a lunar module that the astronauts used when they landed on the moon. But one of the astronauts, Michael Collins, had to stay in the command module while the other two landed the lunar module. It looks like our control module can take us all the way to the moon. That means we will all be able to land and maybe even walk on the moon during our adventure. It's kind of funny that spacecrafts are often called spaceships. I guess that's how astronauts got their name. In Living in Space, Katie Dane says that astronaut means star sailor. It's going to take a while to climb the ladder all the way up to the command module. 
So we should all get started. What do you say, star sailors? Reader, reach your arm up high and grab the rung above you to climb the ladder. Great. Now step up and reach up your other arm. Terrific. Keep it up. You know, it's really not fair, Reading Bug. You're flying while the rest of us have to climb. Don't look now, Lauren, but we're almost to the top. Oh, I'm not sure I can make it much farther. This is a lot of work. That's right. Like I told you, astronauts need to be in tip-top shape in order to handle all the hardships of space travel. We made it. Now that we're finally at the top, reader, take a look inside the control module. Wow. There are pictures, lights, and words swirling all around in there. From all the amazing books about space the reading bug brought with her, this is a very special, magical spaceship for sure. What do you see in there? I see the sun and all eight planets rotating around it. See the third planet from the sun? That's our planet, Earth. And I see Mercury and Venus and Mars and Jupiter and Saturn, Uranus and Neptune too. Oh, and when I look further out, I see thousands and thousands of flickering lights. Each one a star just like our own sun. And they are all part of our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy that's made up of hundreds of millions of stars. Lauren, Alara, Lumi, come on in. It's time for us to close the hatch and start the countdown. Everyone, let's count backwards from 10. Count with me. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Blast off! Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? Look what's happening, reader. Outside, the buildings are quickly getting smaller and smaller as we launch into space together. The houses, offices, schools, cars, trees, and parks all look like tiny toys on a playset. And the people on Earth look as small as our tiny friend, the reading bug. And now, we are speeding through the clouds, higher and higher. Ooh, look, reader. I can see the curve of the Earth. Can you? That's something you don't see when standing on the ground. From down there, you might believe that the Earth was flat. But as we get further and further away from the surface of the Earth and closer to the moon, we can start seeing what our planet really looks like. A sphere. See? And now we're passing out of Earth's atmosphere. So any minute now we should feel the engines stopping as we make our way towards the moon. Feel that? The main purpose of the spaceship's rockets is to push us away from the Earth. And we've done just that. Next stop, the moon. Lumi, Lumi. Wow, that was a fast ride. I'm feeling a little lightheaded. How about you, reader? And why, look at Alara. Alara, you're floating. Yes. Once our spaceship stops rocketing away from Earth's surface, we all start becoming weightless. It's one of my favorite parts of space travel. Come on, give it a try. What do you think, reader? 
Should we see what being weightless feels like? Okay, let's go. Oh, wow. You're right, Alara. This is amazing. I feel like Peter Pan just floating here. Reader, go on and flap your wings with me. See? We're flying. Amazing. Let's fly over here to the window. Whee! Now when I look at the Earth, I can't see any buildings, trees, parks, or people. All I see are big blue patches, which are the oceans and the brown and green continents that make up the land on the Earth. What a beautiful view. Maybe that's something you'll want to illustrate later, reader. Oh, and look out the window on the other side of the spaceship. The moon is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. As we get closer, the moon is starting to look much bigger than the Earth we left behind. The moon may look big now, but it's really much smaller than the Earth. In my book, in Focus Space, the author says that the moon is about one quarter the size of the Earth. If you imagine that the Earth is the size of a basketball, the moon would be about the size of a tennis ball. The moon is about 250,000 miles from the Earth. If we were in a regular spaceship like the Apollo 11 spacecraft that took the first astronauts to the moon, it would take us three and a half days to reach the moon. But it took us only a few minutes using our imaginations and the Reading Bugs spaceship. Look, we've reached our destination, reader. Get ready. We'll be landing on the moon in just a few seconds. Lumi, Lumi, Lumi! Be patient, Lumi. We're almost there. Wow. Look, reader. We're slowing down as we get closer and closer to the moon's surface. Can you see the moon's surface out the window of our command module? There sure isn't much to see on the moon. There are no buildings, no trees, no parks, and definitely no people. And don't tell Lumi, but I don't see any creatures that look like Lumi either. You know, I wonder, where is the man on the moon everyone always talks about? When the first people landed on the moon, they confirmed that there are definitely no men or women on the moon. But you are right, Lauren. People all around the world talk about the man in the moon. That's because during a full moon, lots of people think that they can see the face of a man when they look at the moon. What they're really seeing are dark patches on the moon that were created by volcanoes that erupted billions of years ago. Lumi, Lumi, Lumi! I think we've made it, reader. The lights and pictures have finally stopped flashing and everything is still and quiet. In fact, I can't hear anything. No voices but ours. No traffic noises, no birds, no TVs, no children, no airplanes. It is so very, very quiet. Why don't we all climb out of the book bag together and have a look around? Whoa, not so fast, Lauren. There's no oxygen on the moon, and that means that we won't be able to breathe unless we take some oxygen with us. In space, astronauts bring their oxygen with them in a backpack. They also wear spacesuits to keep them cool when it's hot out and warm when it's cold. Here on the moon, it can be hotter than 200 degrees during the day and colder than negative 200 degrees at night. We couldn't possibly survive out there without spacesuits. Luckily, I've brought some spacesuits for all of us. These spacesuits are from NASA, and they all have high-tech heating and cooling systems. Each spacesuit comes with lots of layers, including long underwear to keep us warm. Oh, good! If we don't stay warm, we'd all turn into popsicles at negative 200 degrees. 
The suit also has a liquid cooling garment that helps our sweat evaporate, keeping the spacesuits from getting too hot. Phew, that's good news too. Before we leave the book bag and go looking for Lumi's home, let's all get into our spacesuits. Put on your long underwear and cooling garment. Those pieces all go before the spacesuit. Okay, reader. Let's get dressed in our spacesuits, just like Alara says. That way, we can get out of this book bag spaceship and go walking on the moon. Now for the fun part. Let's get these big spacesuits on. First, lift up your legs and slip them into the white space pants, just like that. Nice work. Next. Put each arm one by one into the sleeves of the attached space jacket and zip up the suit. Perfect. And now we can put on our boots, moon boots, one at a time. Oh, that's a pretty tight fit. Did you get your moon boots on, okay, reader? And now we'll put on a soft cap on our head that astronauts call the Snoopy cap because it looks a lot like the cap that Charlie Brown's dog Snoopy wears when he imagines he's flying his World War One plane. Get those Snoopy caps on, everyone! I read about the Snoopy cap in Spacesuits by James Buckley Jr. He says that the cap has earphones and microphones that will let us talk to each other on our spacewalk. That's right, Reading Bug. Without them, we wouldn't be able to hear each other at all. Now let's place the clear plastic helmet over our heads. Okay, helmet's on. Reader, can you hear me through the speaker in your Snoopy cap? I hear you loud and clear, Lauren. Now it's time to put on our portable life support backpack with our oxygen supply. The backpack also runs the spacesuit's radio, lights, and fans that move air around inside our spacesuits. After we slip on our gloves, we'll be suited up and ready for our moonwalk. Oh, the spacesuit is so heavy that I can barely move. You're right. Spacesuits are heavy, Lauren. They weigh about 180 pounds on the Earth. That's about as much as a grown man weighs. But since the moon is much smaller than the Earth, it has less gravity. And let's investigate with Nate. Nate also explains that. The more mass an object has, the harder it pulls. The moon has less gravity because it has less mass than the Earth. Correct. And because the moon has less gravity than Earth, the spacesuit will only weigh thirty pounds once we're on the surface of the moon. Less gravity also means that we can jump much higher on our moonwalk than we can on Earth. That should be loads of fun, reader. In case you couldn't tell. I did a lot of reading for this adventure, and I read that scientists think our moon was formed when an object the size of Mars crashed into the Earth billions of years ago. The collision broke off pieces of the Earth that began to orbit around it. Gravity then squeezed some of that material together to make the moon. Wow, gravity is a little bit like magic. It can make stuff heavier or lighter, and it can even create a moon out of bits of rocks and other material. Reader, after all that work getting our spacesuits on, are you ready to crawl out of our spaceship feet first and then climb down the ladder and onto the moon? Lumi, why don't you lead the way? Since I'm guessing we'll be looking for other little creatures that look like you. Lumi, Lumi.
job, everyone. Wow, look at this. We're on the surface of the moon, Reader. Can you believe it? Moving around in this spacesuit is still pretty tough, though. It's pretty bulky. Maybe if we just jump, it will be easier to move. soil made out of a powdery material called regolith. Lumi, I hate to deliver bad news, but I don't see any green creatures anywhere. And they should be pretty easy to find given all this gray. I didn't want to say anything before, but 16 humans have made a total of six visits to the moon, and they never found any signs of life here. Sorry, little guy. It looks like you may not be from the moon after all. Lumi! 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 Ah, Alara? Look at Lumi. He's pointing at the sky and he looks very upset. I wonder what's wrong. Lumi! 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 Uh-oh. We're definitely having an off-nominal moment. Off-nominal? What on earth, or in space, does that mean, Alara? Off-nominal is what astronauts say when something goes wrong. You're right about that. Take a look. Follow Lumi's finger and look closely at the sky. Do you see all those moving lights that look like shooting stars? Well, we can be certain that they're not planes or helicopters since there aren't any of those on the moon. So what is it then? A meteor shower? I think so, Lauren. My book says that because the moon has virtually no atmosphere, that it gets pelted by meteor showers every day. It looks like this meteor shower is coming right at us. Yikes! What can we do, Alara? There aren't any buildings or structures to hide in, and we're way too far away from our spaceship now to get back in time. The meteors are getting closer and closer. I don't think we can outrun this rock shower, Reader. And even a pea-sized piece of rock traveling at 85,000 miles per hour could be fatal if it hits one of us. Oh, no. This is really off-nominal. Reader, can you think of anything we can do before it's too late? Have you figured out an escape plan for us? I'm sorry to say that I wasn't prepared for something like this. Normally, on a space mission, there's a support team back on Earth called Mission Control that watches out for the dangerous conditions and helps plan the astronauts' missions around them. But we didn't have anyone helping us plan this visit, so no one warned us about the meteor shower. The only thing that I can think of is for each of us to roll up into a ball, make ourselves as small as we possibly can, and hope that none of the rocks hit us. Okay, reader. Unless you've got any other ideas, let's hurry. Put your head between your knees and your hands on top of your helmet to protect yourself. Make yourself as small as possible to avoid the falling rocks. That's it. Great. Stay rolled up. Uh-oh. Do you hear what I hear? Those are the pebble-sized meteors starting to hit the surface of the moon. They're far enough away now. But I think they're getting closer. 
This is just the beginning. How can we possibly get out of harm's way? Let's all think, quick! Aurora, Lord, my reader friend and I all imagined Lumi into existence. And without a mission control team, it looks like we're going to have to use our imaginations again to figure out how to save ourselves from this meteor shower. Reader, can you imagine a way out of this mess? What if we imagine that Eugene Cernan, the last astronaut to walk on the moon, left a meteor shelter that pops up over us to keep the rocks from hitting us? Great imagination, Lauren. But unfortunately, I just don't see any magic meteor shelter popping up over us or anything else anywhere nearby. Do you? Reader, any other ideas about how we can imagine ourselves out of the pickle that we are in? Lumi! 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 Oh no! Lumi! Stop! Alara! Reader! Lumi is running toward a pile of rocks over there to our right! What should we do? Lumi! Stop! Lumi, Lumi. It's too dangerous that way! Lumi! No! Reading Bug, is that little alien crazy, or does he know something we don't know? Hey, look! Can it be? No, it can't. Is it possible? No, it isn't. I'm not sure I can believe my own eyes, but I think I see little spots of green among all those gray moon rocks. And yes, look! More and more green spots are popping out. Are you seeing what I'm seeing, Reader? Wow, there must be a hundred or more little Lumians over there. A whole swarm of little green aliens. And look, each of them is carrying something that looks like a large gray turtle shell over their heads. They must have been hiding underneath those shells to protect themselves from the meteor shower. And maybe to hide from us, too. No wonder no one has ever noticed these guys before. I bet we look as strange to them as they look to us. I sure hope they're friendly. We don't need any more bad luck than we already have with these meteors flying all around us. Reader, don't look now, but they're running right this way. Yeah, look. They're all running at us at once with their shells held high over their heads. I hope they're not charging us. We come in peace. We came all the way to the moon to help Lumi find you. Please, don't hurt us. Ah, they're jumping on top of us, Reader. Be brave. We'll find a way out of this. I promise. Wait. Don't be afraid, Lauren, Reader. Just open your eyes and look around. I don't know, Alara. What do you think, Reader? Okay. I'll open my eyes if you open yours, too. Ready? One, two, three. Are your eyes open? Yes? Okay, mine too. Hey, look. Oh my, Alara, you're right. These aliens are not attacking us. They are protecting us. They're standing all around us, and on top of us, I've got two of them on my shoulders, and they're holding their big gray moon rock shells over us to protect us from the meteors. Wow. Someone with a terrific imagination must have come up with this rescue plan. It wasn't me. And it certainly wasn't me. Or me. Reader, it must have been you. Splendid work stretching your imaginations and creating such a happy ending for all of us. Things were really, really scary back there, weren't they? But your imagination has saved the day for all of us. Lumi is reunited with his family on the moon. And we've been saved from that scary meteor shower. Even more good news. It looks like the meteor shower is ending. We made it through the scare. With a little help from our friends, of course. Thank you, Lumi, for all your help. Lumi! Alara, 
You weren't joking when you said the astronauts needed to be in tip-top shape for their outer space missions. All this excitement has me completely exhausted. What a fun, thrilling, scary, super long day this has been. You're right, Lauren. It has been a long day. On Earth, our days are 24 hours long, but each moon day lasts for 29 and a half Earth days. Wow, that is a long day. You're also right that we've been out on the surface of the moon for a long time now and experienced a lot of thrills, scares, and surprises. Are you ready to bounce back to the book bag and head for home? Let's all take some giant, bouncy steps and work our way back. Remember, we're pretty far away from the book bag, so we need to get started if we hope to make it back safely. Better not take too long. It's getting darker by the minute. And I just checked. We've been out here so long that we don't have a lot of oxygen left in our backpacks. We better get this moonwalk going, and quickly. Okay, everybody. On the count of three, let's leap. One, two, three, leap! Great! Again. One, two, three, leap! These moon jumps are really fun, and we travel pretty far each time, but we still have a long way to go. So, double time, everyone! One, two, three, leap! One, two, three, leap! Uh-oh. Do you see that thing on the horizon? I think it might be a sandstorm headed our way. Alara, it can't be a sandstorm, can it? In Living in Space, the author says there is no wind or rain on the moon, so there can't be rainstorms and there can't be sandstorms. You are right about that reading bug, but scientists and astronauts, as well as astronomers, have noticed what looks like large clouds of sand that appear to move sideways across the moon's surface as the sun rises and sets. No one knows what causes these clouds, but scientists suspect that they are formed when positively charged dust particles on the day side of the moon encounter negatively charged dust particles on the night side of the moon. When the particles collide, they are pushed upward to form a wall of dust. The sand won't hurt us. Our spacesuits and helmets are designed to protect us, but all the sand might clog up our spacesuits, and the sand is making it even darker. I'm not sure we'll be able to find our way back to the spaceship. And we can't wait out the storm, because we'll run out of oxygen. If we can't find our way back to the ship, we'll never get back home to Earth! Oh no, oh no, oh no! Lauren, reading bug, reader, it's important to stay calm. You use more oxygen when you panic. Everyone, calm down and breathe very slowly while we figure out what to do next. Okay, Lara, we'll try to stay calm. We all need to stretch our imaginations one more time to come up with a solution to our problem. Let's all close our eyes, think very hard, and see what we can come up with together. You did such a great job imagining a positive outcome during the rock shower. I sure hope you can help us out again here, Reader. Are your eyes closed tight, Reader? Are you thinking hard? Let's keep thinking while we count to ten. Here we go. One, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Open your eyes. That didn't help. It's still so dark and dusty that I can't even see my hand when I stick it out. Oh no. I don't think we're going to be able to see our way back to the book bag ship. I know I said not to panic, but I'm starting 
to panic. Me too. Me three. Hey, wait, look. I see dots of fluorescent green marking a path in front of us. Do you see it too, Rita? It looks like there are hundreds of them marking our way through the darkness. What could they possibly be? Yummy, yummy. Oh, hello there, Lumi. Rita, look. One of those dots is right here next to me, and guess what it is? It's Lumi. Lumi. He's hovering in midair, using his little antenna ears like rotary blades on a helicopter to keep him steady in one spot. I think all of those fluorescent green lights must be his friends and family, guiding our way back to the book bag. Their green bodies aren't just bright during the day. It looks like they glow in the dark, too. Quick, reader, let's follow the lights through the dark sand. Jump. Jump! Jump! That's it! Great work, team! We're coming out of the darkness, and I can see the outline of the book bag spaceship in the distance. Hooray! We made it back by following our little green friends, and we have just enough oxygen left to climb into the book bag spaceship for our trip back home to planet Earth. Oh, Lumi, I sure will miss you. It was wonderful spending time with you these past few days. But I'm so happy that we were able to help you get back home and find your friends and family. Thank you, Lumi, for all your help. And we needed all the help you and your friends gave us to keep us safe on this otherworldly adventure. We're all going to miss you. Look, Lauren. Lumi has put both of his little green hands over his heart. I think he's telling us he'll miss us, too. Lumi found home. Lumi! It's always hard to say goodbye, but knowing Lumi is back home makes this goodbye a little easier. And just like Lumi, I miss my home and my friends. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to get back to planet Earth. Uh, not so fast, friends. As much as I'd like to put this crazy mission behind us and get safely back to Earth, I'm afraid that one of the meteors from the shower must have hit our spaceship. Oh no! Look up there, reader! There's a hole in the control module the size of my fist! This spaceship won't be able to blast off with that hole. The fuel in the rocket jets will ignite the oxygen leaking from the hole and cause a fiery explosion. We have no tools to fix the hole! And the oxygen in our backpacks is almost gone! Lumi, thank you for all your help, but I'm afraid it was all for nothing. We're out of time, out of oxygen, and out of hope. Lauren, reader, reading bug, I'm so sorry I wasn't able to be a better guide and return us all home. Reading bug, Alara, reader, do you see what I'm seeing? All the Lumis are talking to each other and pointing at us. I wonder what they're saying. Look, that one is walking towards us. Friends, and I know you are our friends. Do not fear. We Lumians think we have a plan to get you back home. My goodness, one of the aliens is speaking to us. Hi, who are you? And how did you learn to speak English so fast? I am Lumi's mother and the leader of our small Lumian tribe. It took me years and years to learn to speak your language. One of your Earth astronauts left a radio on the moon and we have been using the radio to hear broadcasts from your NASA. I have learned your Earth language by listening carefully to these broadcasts. My green heart is full of joy 
to be reunited with my son. Lumi has told me that your kind hearts, your imaginations, and the magic of the Reading Bug's book bag are what brought him back to us. We Lumians are a shy society. We have used our shells for generations to hide from Earth visitors and to protect ourselves from the harsh moon elements. But we decided to make ourselves visible to you when we saw that Lumi was with you and that he was not afraid. I have been listening to your conversation and I know that you have a hole in your spaceship that will keep you from returning to your friends and families on Earth. But I think that we Lumians can thank you for returning our Lumi to us by helping you now. You are so kind. We are happy that we were able to help Lumi find you. It's scary to be alone without your parents, especially when you're far away from home. But unless you have a foundry where you can repair the hole in our spacecraft, I'm afraid there isn't anything you can do to help us get back to our home. We do not have a foundry to repair your spaceship. Unlike Earthlings, we Lumians can fly without spaceships. But I do have a plan. Do you see this sparkly red star on my jumpsuit? These stars aren't just decorations. They are starfish. They're our spirit animals, and they provide us with love, healing, support, and even a little magic during difficult times. The greatest gift that one Lumian can give to another is the gift of her starfish. Although it has never been done before, I decided to give my beautiful red sparkly starfish to you, an alien. <laughs> That's right. Here on the moon, we're the aliens. We are so honored that you would give us your starfish, but I still don't see how that can help us get back to Earth. Trust me, my friend. Reading Bug, can you transform the spaceship back into a book bag? At least for a little while before you head for home? Why, yes, I can. All I have to do is close my eyes and picture my book bag in my mind. When I do that, my book bag always reappears, no matter what form it may have taken for our latest adventure. Can you do it now? Sure. Reader, can you help me? Let's close our eyes and picture my beautiful orange book bag, chock full of books about our solar system, our planet Earth, space, astronauts, and spaceships. Can you see it? I almost see it. There it is! Wow! As you started imagining your book bag, the spaceship began to get smaller and smaller. Its shiny hard metal surface changed into a soft orange fabric, and your book bag reappeared. What do we do now? Look closely at the book bag, friends. Do you see a small hole toward the top of the bag? I can mend that hole by placing my starfish over it. When the book bag transforms into a spaceship again, I believe the hole in the control module will be patched. Let's give it a try. Here it goes. Goodbye, my beautiful sparkly starfish friend. Stars are like good friends. Even when you are no longer with me, you will always be right here in my heart. We will never be able to repay you for the gift of your starfish. You have repaid me 100 times by returning my Lumi to me. Always remember that magic happens when you do not give up. Now go and let my beautiful starfish guide you safely back to your home on Earth. I didn't bring anything with me that I can give to you, but I have an idea too. I'd like to give you a song. 
twinkle little star Once I knew you from afar Now you are my special friend And with your powers you will mend Our magic book bag rocket ship And take us home from our space trip Twinkle, twinkle little star How I love you as you singing my song to Lumi and his friends? Remember to use your hands to make the stars twinkle. Here it goes. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Once I knew you from afar. Now you are my special friend. And with your powers you will mend our magic book rocket ship and take us home from our space trip twinkle twinkle little star how i love you as you are okay everyone let's close our eyes and imagine my book bag turning into a spaceship to take us home open your eyes and what do you see i see the three jet rockets have reappeared and the control module is perched at the very top. Wow! Our spaceship looks as good as new! Oh, and look up at the control module. Reader, right where the hole used to be, instead of the hole, there's a beautiful red sparkly star at the top of our spaceship. Thank you, Lumians! Okay, quick! Hop in, everyone! Is everyone inside the spaceship? Great. Now that there's oxygen in the ship around us, it's okay to take off your helmets. Great job. Now, everybody buckle up. We've got to go. Let's start the countdown from 10 to 1. Here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, for us as we leave them for our home. The moon is getting smaller and smaller, and when I look in the other direction, the Earth is getting larger and larger. With the help of our new star on our spaceship, we're moving really quickly now. I'm starting to see trees and buildings and cars. I think I see my house now. Here we come. Ready or not, back to planet Earth with lots of exciting stories to share with our friends and family. And thank you, Alara, for guiding our space mission today. It was my pleasure, and what a treat to adventure with such brave, accomplished, and imaginative space sailors like you. Thank you, Alara. I'll never forget the feeling of weightlessness in outer space, or hopping around in the lightweight gravity of the moon, or the scares we had trying to reunite Lumi with his family. Will you come back soon and take us on a mission to visit some of the other planets in the solar system? Or maybe we'll come visit you at the Lyndon B. Johnson Space Center. There's so much more to explore out there in space. In the meantime, reader, 
If you want to learn more about outer space by reading any of the books in my book bag today, you can find a complete list of my favorite books at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. And if you ever want to travel to the moon with us again, just replay these episodes as many times as you want. Hey, look, reader. I can see our homes and family through the window of the command module as we get closer to Earth. After such an epic adventure, I'm really glad to be back, aren't you? That sure was a lot of fun. Thanks for your bravery and your imaginations today. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to see you next time wherever the Reading Bug's book bag takes us next. Until then, goodbye. See you again soon, reader. It's a Reading Bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures from The Reading Bug, our family-owned children's bookstore in Northern California. I'm going to play more music for you to color to in just a minute so you can illustrate all the amazing parts of our adventure. But before I do, I've got a few important people to thank. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. The episode was performed by Chloe, Diane, and Riley Savage, and by Shannon Shern. Original music was written and performed by me, Ross Gruet, and Alexa Thanos. And this episode was sound designed, mixed, and mastered by the great team at Resonate Recordings. We hope we've introduced you to some great books on our new adventure today. And if you're looking for even more great books, consider a Reading Bug Box, a monthly book subscription shipping nationwide at readingbugbox.com. Reading Bug Box helps promote a lifelong love of reading with hand-picked selections by our staff matched to the age and interests of any young reader. Make sure you join us on our next adventure by subscribing to our podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are heard. And in the meantime, to learn all about us, discover new reads, and check out more of our reading adventures, go to thereadingbug.com slash adventures, or follow us on Facebook or Twitter at The Reading Bug or on Instagram at Reading Bug Box. Thanks for your help today. We'll see you on our next exciting adventure. Goodbye. For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. Get ready for a thrilling adventure with Culture Kids Podcast. Join us as we ignite curiosity, broaden horizons, and inspire empathy through culture, traditions, and interviews from people all over the world while having a blast with your whole family. We cover different topics like different greetings around the world and K-pop, Texas barbecue, and even Pokemon. And that's Culture Kids Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.